Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about the partnership between owner and production manager. With the help of special guests, Eric Bain and Clark Harris of Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. Today we're recording live from the National Harbor Resort just outside Washington, D.C., while we're at our annual Remodelers Advantage Summit. We have... We have pretty much over 500 of the best remodelers in the country here enjoying some amazing education and networking. And like I always do, if you've got ideas for the podcast or a guest, or maybe you want to be on the podcast, get in touch with me at Tim at remodelersadvantage.com. So over the years that I've been doing this, as I've watched companies grow and often struggle to grow, A great deal of the success is related to the ability of the owner of the company and the production manager or operations manager to not only get along well, but to work effectively together. Now, when I say work together, I don't mean that they're in constant communication, and I certainly don't mean that they always agree on everything. But what I mean is that they have a working relationship that allows each one to focus on what they do best. And then when there is a challenge or a disagreement, each gives a little to allow the other to either succeed, and I'm doing it here in air quotes, fail. So what I'm looking at is basically they can initiate the things that they think are going to help the company. The other person allows these things to move forward, even though they may not agree, even though they may not think it's going to work, but they try it out. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. In any case, they are allowed to bring ideas for growth and change and it's okay. Now, one of the best relationships I've seen in regard to this is our two guests today. The reason I say that is that For about four years now, I've been kind of in the middle of the relationship, working with both of these people, particularly with Eric, as I've been coaching him to become a better production manager. And quite often we'd get on a call and he'd say, hey, Clark wants to do this. What do you think about that? And then we'd talk about it. They'd talk about it and they'd work those things out. Some of them worked and some of them didn't. So, Steve, let's go ahead and get started. All right. Thank you, Tim. I'm so excited to introduce our guest. We have Clark Harris is the owner of Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Innovative Construction is a high-end design build firm whose mission is to improve lives through design, craftsmanship, and teamwork. Clark has been with Remodelers Advantage since 2015 and is a member of the IZAR Roundtables group. Eric Bain is a production manager at Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Eric started in 2005 as a carpenter, moved on to project manager, and was promoted to production manager in 2015. Eric is currently a member of the Production Manager Roundtables group in the Phoenix group. Welcome to the show, Clark and Eric. 
Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to try to do individually so we don't get a lot of crosstalk. But Eric, I'd like you to start. Just give us a little bit of information about the company. We always ask this question, basically, the volume that you're doing, and particularly, how do you run your production? Is it project manager, lead carpenter? Who do you have on your staff? Uh, our revenue goal this year is $6 million, and we're on, that, we're, we're on track to hit that. Uh, we have 20 employees, and 10 of those employees are in production. Uh, we use a project manager system, and we have it broken off into teams. So we have three project managers, and then they have a site supervisor and a carpenter underneath them. Great. So, Clark, tell us about getting this thing going. I don't, I don't know your history exactly, but when did this company start? And I guess, how was the transition to bringing on team members from where you started? Sure. So, we were actually talking about this last night, how we met. Um, I started the business in 2000. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Had a couple of um, people work for me. Uh, didn't work very well. And I, I retracted where it was just myself. Um, Eric's wife and my wife were best friends growing up. He just moved to Atlanta. Um, so I kind of felt sorry for him. And I said, do you, do, you, do you want to come work for me a couple days? And I had a, uh, uh, a full dump truck load of dirt delivered to this house. And I gave him a shovel. And he spread the entire, all the dirt across the whole yard uh, pretty much in one day. And then uh, he said, OK, what can we do tomorrow? Um, that's, that's really how he was hired. Um, and then through the years, we just um, we really started hiring more carpenters. Um, we hired an admin person, maybe uh, like 2013, and then joined RA in uh, 2015, and really learned how to build a business and, and set systems and processes up. And I think around 2016, he would have become the um, production manager. Okay, so obviously you had a good guy, you know, spread a whole dump truck full of dirt, and right. uh, in one day. What was your fears in terms of moving him up out of that doing the daily work stuff to being the manager? I mean, that you moved him up at some point. What, were your, what was going through your mind? Maybe the positive side as well, but maybe what were some of your fears about making that happen? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest one was, you know, for a long time, I, I was the owner and salesperson, and he was the project manager. We just had one project manager, and he's literally the best project manager of all time. So... It was kind of like, wait, I want to take him out of this role and put someone else in that role. Um, and then I think the other thing that, that I think we talked about when I first met you is, um, you know, how does he make the project managers as good as he was? Um, and, and I think that's what we've really gotten out of um, working with you. Okay, terrific. So, Eric, when Clark comes to you and says, hey, I think I want you to be production manager, what were your thoughts? What were, how, how, what were you thinking about that? There wasn't. We didn't really have that discussion. So at that time, we were we were chasing our tails. We were, you know, we were com completely busy. I mean, we were as busy as we could be, right? Um, so all we were focused on was customer satisfaction. We weren't worried about ourselves or our trades or you know finances. Even we were just trying to produce what we we said we would. And then Clark joined RA and uh, went to a roundtables group and came back. And he tried to explain it to me, but I didn't grasp it. And then he sent me to, to Phoenix, to the production manager group. And I walked in there and, and walked out with a, uh, I knew exactly what a production manager was, and I had some pretty <laughs> tough goals. And ever since then, you know, I, I still still come out with really good goals. Yeah, I still remember that meeting. We, are, we're, we have a meeting, and we're all in this one room. And we, I say, okay, bye, everybody. We're good. And, Eric just disappeared, and I went like, "We lost him. He's gone. <laughs> you know, he's never coming back." And uh, 
We get a, a note a few weeks later from Clark saying, wow, it was great, thank you very much, and then Eric's been a star uh, ever since. So, um, Clark, the transition of being in charge of everything to allowing someone else to be in charge of production, how'd that go for you? Any, any uh, challenges with that as you were releasing control to somebody that, you, sure, you knew him a little bit, but you didn't know that he would have the capability to create other project managers? Yeah, I, I mean, I have an extreme level of trust. If, if he's going to do something, it's, it's done. Um, so I think that might have been a unique circumstance where I had no doubt whatever he puts his mind to, he can do. Um, so that was never a problem. Um, I think with other roles in the company, I, I've been like, I'm still in sales, right? Um, so I'm letting go of those things. But um, I wasn't nervous about it. I, I, um, I do think that going from being just a project manager to production manager, I, I think you need training and coaching, right? Like you're not born with those skills. You need someone that's done it to really train you. Um, so I, I think that was my biggest concern. What were the indicators that he would do fine? What, what were the tells, the tells, if you will, going back to yesterday afternoon, what were the tells that said, I really don't have to worry about this? I think it's just personality. I mean, like, he's never failed at anything, right? Like, and that first meeting he came to, it was a disaster, right? But uh, now yes. he's sitting up here five years later. So yeah. it, I think he does that with everything. And our company philosophy is that, um, you know, do it badly and improve. Um, so I, I wasn't really afraid to, to, to let him try it, fail, and, and, and grow from So it. you have a fair amount of tolerance for failure. Huge. Yeah, I mean, and every process, every system, everything we do um, has been derived from a mistake or a failure. Um, I, I really believe that, that you, you have to fail um, to learn how to do, do something. All right, better. I'm going to ask you a really pointed question. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> loss of money because of a decision that Eric made, how much? What were we just talking about? <laughs> Five dollars, twenty-five. No, I mean, I. No, we just talked. Oh, I know what it was. It's got we, a lot of zeros. No, no, no. We just had this, so we uh, implemented an escalation clause. I don't know if any of you all do that, but um, we've never done it before. It's totally against everything I believe. I tell a client I'm going to do something, I do it right. So we we put it in. Um, we had a client. We have huge slippage on a job. Um, Ten thousand dollars. I'm like, where is this coming from? And they. We're working on it with a project manager, and no one, no one released the change order for that. So it was a ten thousand dollar one. If you want to put All it right. on, all right. So that's, <laughs> that's not too bad out of what yeah. six million or sure. so. So you knew each other before you came into a working relationship. Uh, not really. No, so not really? we literally, okay. like, he came to my wedding because our wives were friends, and yeah. then um, literally the day he moved here, I was like, "What are you doing?" And okay. So that was that was. So the it. trust that you're talking about, where he hasn't failed at anything, is. At Innovative. Totally. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Eric, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I know the shift from project manager to production manager is a little bit tough, primarily because project managers are able to be on the job and get it done. I mean, they're right there. Production managers are a little bit further back, and so they, they have to manage from a distance, if you will. And so I'm just wondering what were some of the challenges you had to... Uh, not enable your project managers, but basically trust them like Clark is trusting you. It, it took me a long time to, to, to let them do it. You know, like I, I still felt the need to be involved in every, every piece of the, the puzzle. You know, as it, you know, the company kept growing, it wasn't going to work. So that's when it finally clicked that I need to focus on training. 
Anything, you know, and I need to teach them exactly. Anything happen that made that really click in your mind? I could, ju I could feel that I was doing it wrong. You know, I was, I was going in circles. So okay. Not. All right, cool. So what, what has worked well and what has been, what have been some of those challenges that you've had? I, I mentioned, you know, in talking with Eric, he'll go like, Clark wants to do this. Can you help me understand it? You know, and I, so I know there's been a few of those things where somebody has a bright idea, the other one doesn't necessarily agree. What, are, what have been some of those things? Just before he gets into that, um, <laughs> we were having our, uh, we do EOS, we were having our meeting, and he, he wanted to prepare for this. And I said, I don't think we've really ever disagreed on anything. And he said, oh, yeah, really? Well, here's 10 things that I wrote <laughs> down that, that you did wrong. And he, <laughs> and I, he said, well, I don't, I'm like, I don't remember that. And he explained it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I totally screwed yeah. that up. <laughs> um, so I, I think the, the biggest one was or that, that we really disagreed on um, was we were trying to, um, I feel the way we were accounting for our in-house labor um, didn't have all the overhead and everything in it properly. So I don't remember exactly what we tried to do, but we, we put a lot of that overhead in our job costing in a, in a specific way per hour. And um, it screwed up the whip. It screwed everything up. Um, and, you know, he, he, he's very, he wants the whip dead on. Like right. our project managers are the ones that report all of that. Um, so um, I could tell that it really upset him. Um, but, you know, my thing was, hey, let's just try this. Let's do it for two or three jobs. Um, but um, and, and I, he went along with it because I asked him to trust me. And then um, he came back, showed me proof that it was screwing everything up and that I was wrong um, in, a, in a nice way. And, um, <laughs> and then uh, we decided to uh, scrap it and, and go back to the old way. OK, so Eric, what were the other nine? <laughs> <laughs> Give us an example. Oh, maybe like, another um, one. Maybe one that you thought was a great yeah. idea that didn't work out. Quite Early so on, when we, impl we we implemented Builder Trend, like a, that's the system we use. It you know it takes a long time to implement all those the different processes. But the first one was schedule. You know, so we added on a separate spreadsheet, and you know I was still filling out the spreadsheet and put it in the Builder Trend, and he kept you know being like. When are, you know, we have to just stop, we, we need to use Builder Trend. I'm like, well, I need to figure out a plan, I need a system, I need to make sure it works. And uh, we were meeting and uh, just, the, it, it kept going on and on. Finally, I was like, when, when do you want to do it? When do you want to, <laughs> when do you want to stop using He's like, right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so it was a rough month in there, but, yeah. you know. We, we, we made it through and it, it was the right decision. You know, it's a, it's a remarkable thing. I'm thinking about the way I react often. And so if Clark came to me and said, we're going to do this regardless, you know, I don't care what, not I don't care what you think, but I know you think it's wrong, but we're going to do it. My tendency is just to kind of, okay, you're the boss, clam up, you know, sit back. Well, you know, yeah, we're losing money, but Clark said to do it this way. What, what kept you going? What keeps you going in that? environment either one of you where you you're pretty yeah. sure the other other one's not on the right track but you're going to allow it to fail what what keeps you going I, you know we both had tool belts on you know and we built this together and there's been huge changes along the way so uh, you know I, I'm, I watch his back you know basically I make sure he's not if, if I feel like he's going in the wrong direction I'm going to tell him you know like I just make sure I never say I, I should have told you that or, you know, I was going to tell you that. Like, as long as you're not saying those words, you know, you just got to, you got to throw it out there. So how, do, how does that work? Or is, do you guys have 
a uh, weekly meeting or something like that, and part of that is where you talk about some of these things? Yeah, we meet once a week for an hour, you know, and we're too, we're, most of it is high-level you know, discussion during okay. that hour. And we're doing EOS now, and that has an issues list. So we, we already had this section before we did that, but in that issues list, it's, it's what, whatever you have a problem with, you know, big or small, we'll discuss it. Um, I think the other one is, um, uh, I'm a big believer in uh, radical candor. If you've read that book, but it, yeah. it's kind of like if you're thinking about it, just talk about it and be honest. If you're going to bury it, um, you're going to resent each other and have a lot of problems. We're, we're very open with each other, um, and I can tell when I make him mad. Um, but you know, he'll get over it over time. And, and uh, same with me. And, and again, if you know, I usually let him cool down for about a week. But um, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll say, hey, I, I noticed when I questioned you about, uh, I questioned uh, a vacation day he took once and. I could tell he got really pissed, um, and I, I, I let it go for like a week, and I said, hey, I just want to address this. Did I make you mad? And he's like, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. I need another week. So, um, and then we talked about it, and, and now we can laugh. Oh, I'm laughing. I don't know if he's still laughing about he it. He looks but, uh. like he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's that, that, that idea of reading the individual and seeing how they're really reacting versus, you know, just pushing your point and, and being willing to step back a little bit. I think that's a, I think that's incredible. That's a, that's a great trait to be able to do that. Any, on your side, Eric, anything like that, that you kind of, uh, how you work with Clark? Uh, you know, I can read him too. So we've worked together for so long, I can tell when, you know, when, when a situation is getting under, uncomfortable. Yeah. I can dive in and, you know, help help steer it into in a direction. And he'll come to me when I do things, um, and it's important. I mean, I, I know it's a small business in the, rem in the scheme of things, but um, people aren't always going to tell me when I'm doing stupid things, right? right? And he'll come to me and say, hey, you, you can't do that. You can't say that to somebody. Um, and, and I appreciate that. And in, in the instant, I might be like, whoa. But um, literally, <laughs> okay. I know where he's coming. It's like, it's like an RA roundtable. It's, it's coming from a place of caring and love, right? Like he's not telling me to, to be mean to me. He cares about how I'm treating people and, and the company. So at the, real, at the root of the relationship is a, a belief and a reality that you both care about the other person yeah, on exactly. a personal level. And then that translates over to, well, if you care about me personally, you also care about me on a business level. And so when we get right down to it, it's developing relationship besides the titles. Yeah. So yeah. we're getting to that point where we're not just a production manager and an owner that work together, but we're a team of people that are related and not just because your wife <laughs> you know, know yeah. each other, but uh, we're related in some other way. Yeah, and you know, if we do butt heads in a meeting, when the meeting's over, it's it's done. You know, okay. Where we will have normal conversation and move on. Well, that that's amazing because I I don't do that very well. <laughs> <laughs> True confession. And if I can follow up to that, you obviously have an incredible amount of respect for each other. Um, I assume it's been that way all the way through. You have somebody with incredible attitude, motivated effort. You're great guy I know you for a long time but um, is there something in terms of tactical like you say I just kind of get over it like over these years that you've nurtured this relationship like how have you gotten here it's always been this good or you've worked like what, what things on the tactical end from radical candor 
be used to continue to strengthen the relationship? Good question. I, I would say, um, I mean, we've literally come up through the trenches of spreading that dirt, wearing tool belts, battling homeowners, having no control of our business whatsoever, um, letting it run us, and, and so, so we have that. Um, I, I think uh, something that I'm really just learning about um, through uh, Sandler Sales is the ident your identity and your role, right? Like your identity is who you are inside, and my role is the owner and president of Innovative, but that's not who I am. You know that. So if you kind of look at it as we're just talking business, I'm not insulting who he is as a person. Um, I just don't like how he's doing something for the business. So that that's his role, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the tactical way yeah. that, that I kind of look at it. Anything and I'd say, you know, with the team too, we dig in pretty deep and ask some hard questions about us and how we're, you know, how we communicate with them. So we'll make change. We make a lot of changes that way too. Okay. You actually ask your employees how they feel about you. Yeah, yeah. Like one what? of the one question is, um, if you were the owner, what would you change? That we that that's that we do. You know, and we've had gotten really good things. How often do you ask that? Let me ask once, this about employees. So, Eric, how often do you have to put on a good face for something that Clark is is pushing <laughs> that you know your team's not going to embrace? Do you do you fake it until you guys agree, or do you talk to your team and say, you know, we're we're humoring? Cl I don't I don't mean yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. I, I know it. you wouldn't say it. this, yeah. but sort of the idea, like, hey, let's go, let's work it. We'll yes. see how it works out. How do you deal with that? I mean, I. I buy in before I take it to the okay. to the team. You know, if I have an issue, I'll we'll figure it out between the two of us and find a, a medium to work with, and then I'll take it to the team because I don't want to drag anything into their their busy world. You know. Yeah. Again, I, I'm I'm just thinking about what we've heard uh, recently about you know the way you come across just standing there, and I'm seeing myself walk out of a meeting, and I'm not happy, and somebody goes, "What's wrong, Tim?" and I go. You wouldn't believe what we're doing, you know? So it's yeah. amazing that you yeah. can do that. And, and I think the important thing is, is that he wouldn't be pushing anything that we, if we don't agree on it, we're not gonna do it. So right. if I'm, you know, in, in like that example I gave you with the, with the labor costs, um, we agreed to try it. So yeah. it wasn't like, I wasn't like, hey, push this out there. Um, yeah. He doesn't have a poker face, he's not gonna pull that off. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> That's cool. So you're both pretty strong personalities, and we're going to kind of wrap things up with this, but you're both pretty strong personalities. Do you think that works in your favor, or do you think that that works against you, and maybe how, how, does, it, how does it work? I, mean, I, I think it works. I mean, we, you know, every situation we see it differently. The way he sees it and the way I see it, it's completely different, but you know, our, our end goal is the same. You know? Okay. And I, I would say from a disc profile that he's a DC, I'm, I'm more of an S. Um, we're, we're very opposite in many ways, but like I know where I'm weak, he's strong. Um, okay. And I think it's kind of good cop, bad cop. Like I love everybody, right? When I meet him, he doesn't trust anybody for six months, right? So <laughs> we work really well where, where he, he covers a lot of my faults and I appreciate that. I, I don't resent that. Um, so I, I think if we have strong personalities, they're very different at the same time. It's been fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being here and being part of this and, and risking being in front of the public as in, in the audience view. And so thank you very much. And we look forward to being engaged further with this kind of thing. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.
oxygen. I know that Eric and Clark are up here for a reason, and you're around a lot of owners and a lot of production managers. What do you see as the differentiating factor here? Well, you know, I think one of the big challenges is often production managers come from the field, and many of us, I alluded to my natural tendencies, many of us are, if you go to the disc profile, are that high, uh, high C and um, what is it, the IS, high S and high C. And so we tend to not be able to push back. And I think one of the things that's worked really well for them is for both of them to be able to push back on ideas, express what their fears are and how they think it might not work and those kind of things, but also being willing to let it ride. And I mentioned this in the introduction a little bit and that I think sometimes business owners particularly, and I apologize to everybody for this, but they have, this is the way they want it. This is the way they want it done. And if you shut people down too much, they have a tendency to not put out the new ideas. And I think what they've done is nurtured a relationship where they can put a new idea out there. They can try a new idea. Nobody's just gonna shut it down without trying it, without thinking, without exploring it a little bit. And so there's no fear there that, hey, we can, pardon me for the pun, innovate, right? And they have been great innovators. Uh, and so I think that's one of the big things is being the production side, being able to push back and, and stay in the conversation, not to retreat. Yeah, and anything else in terms, you know, we have a lot of owners and production managers here. Any other uh, nuggets, as you would say, or notes? I think the trust. You know, I think it was something that, that Clark mentioned early on is just learning if you don't really trust already, but learning uh, that these people are, and it goes both ways. It's not just from to the production manager, but you're both looking out for the same thing and that you have each other's back and that you're working on this thing together. I've, I've said many, many times that I believe that in some roles, the owner and the production manager are equals. And then there's the owner-owner. Now that's not an equal, right? Yeah. They're in charge of the company. They have the responsibility ultimately. But in many other ways, the production manager and the owner are equals in terms of making that company function effectively. And I think these guys have made it work. And then one last thing, the clarity of the goals, we didn't discuss this, but the clarity of the vision or, or where they're going, how important do you think that plays into this relationship? I think it's really important. I, I think uh, Clark's pretty lucky and he's got a production manager that really focuses on the finances and makes that happen. You know, so Clark can, can sell and manage that part of the business and he knows that Eric's watching those dollars and he's trained, trained his people to watch those dollars. Uh, I think that's a, a big thing. Um, just, I don't know, I, I don't know how else to say it, but I think they see the vision of the company the same. Okay. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic. We do want to thank Clark Harris and Eric Bain for being here today. And we want to thank everybody for being here and for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. <laughs>
Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.